This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Happy Friday. What's new? How are we feeling? It's starting to get a little holiday-ish. Ooh, a little holiday-ish. Well, I wanted to ask about your foot. Ugh, I didn't get my boot off. I went to the doctor and he was like, okay, stand on your tiptoes and walk towards me. And I thought I did pretty good. And he was like, you have to wear the boot for two more weeks and come back. It's so upsetting. Oh, no. Wait, what a cute little test, though. You have to walk on your tippy toes to the doctor. It completely sucks. Like, it's weird because I keep getting, you know, I keep getting more comfortable with walking compared to, like, not being able to stand at all. But mm. so I, I'll overestimate, like, oh, I, you know, I'm not injured anymore. I feel much better. And then I'll forget and I'll, like, jump in the air or I'll, like, walk too fast and I'll be like, oh, no, it's definitely not normal. Oh, no. <laughs> I will say I went to a Tame Impala concert at the Hollywood Bowl Oh my gosh. Which was ambitious in a boot. And um, I did not know, nor did anyone I was with, that Gucci was doing a full-blown fashion show on the street on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at Hollywood and Highland. (laughs) So there was no where to park. Like, And they shut down all these streets. So Mike had to like drop me off and be like, walk to the top of the Hollywood Bowl. Good luck. And then we had to walk. From the Hollywood Bowl down to the like portal to hell, which is the like where the Dave and Buster shopping center is. And I was mm-hmm. like practically in the Gucci fashion show. And Mike was like, oh, there's something going on over there. We should avoid it. And then I saw it on Instagram the next day. And I was like, my boot could have been in the Gucci fashion show. I'm so upset. Wait, I saw that too online. I saw that they were just walking along the Hollywood Walk of Fame and that they were making people sit outside. And I was like, is this? the coolest thing or the stupidest thing I think it's the stupidest the amount of traffic that they were willing to take on for the city was is so insane to me like only in Los Angeles would that happen also nobody ever wants to be there you know what I mean like it's thought of as this like really iconic place and if I I've never been to a fashion show before I would love to go but if I had been invited to like sit on the sidewalk there (laughs) I would be like pass it's okay (laughs) pass well, you know that that is the location of me and Tony's favorite Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, I didn't so, know you had a favorite. <laughs> well, that's the one we went at my birthday with oh, the first time right, we saw right, the right, right. trailer. Um, and that's because we used to live like in that area. And it just so happened that our closest Buffalo Wild Wings was like the Hollywood Walk of Fame one. Um, but like the bowl concerts alone already jack up that area so mm-hmm. much. So to have this fashion show at the same time, yikes. And you climbed with your little boot all the way up? I climbed, yeah. I w- it, w- it hurt afterwards, but I was just yeah. like, you know, I'm done sitting inside. I'm just going to, like, power through. What's the worst that happens? My foot hurts, like, 
we've already been through weeks of that. So wow, you so I, tough, Alyssa. Oh, thank you so much. I was told that when I can walk down the stairs without my boot on, without bracing myself, like just walk totally normal, that's when I can play sports again. So it's good to have a goal in mind. Oh wow, that's a nice little test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, cute. All right, shall we get into this week? Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about the Bachelorette? I don't like her boys. I am uh, disappointed <laughs> in her boys. I've said that I like her. I love her. I'm loving watching her. And I think she's gotten a dud, a dud of a cast. I think some of them are sweet, but like nobody is the full package to me. Mm-hmm. And if you if you think back to a season like, remember like Hannah Brown's season, she had so many hot guys yeah and they were and then of those hot guys a bunch of them were sweethearts a lot of them were also duds but I just feel like even recently even I don't even dumb Claire season and Tasha season had had better boys I will say I do think while I don't love his dyed hair I do think Martin is sweet and I could see how he's getting ahead of the of the pack Mm-hmm. But there was just so many ridiculous boys. This, um, the Peter guy, Peter, the pizza boy. I was, I was like, is he ridiculous enough to be an actor, like a plant on the show? Or is he just ridiculous enough to be a man? Like, is that just <laughs> his existence? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he's over the top. He clearly like wasn't casted as an actual contender. He was just like a goofy guy that they wanted to have on the show. I, you're not the first person who have said, who has said this to me. Other people I know are like, I don't think he has good guys. I was hoping like, you know, as you move along, the actual real contenders get more camera time and the like Mm -hmm. jokes kind of get weeded out. Although I will say this week's challenge, I was like, if Jay Ellis showed up on my season of The Bachelor, I would just find a way to make it happen. I'd be like, I'm not interested in any of these guys. Like, I'm just going to exit with Jay Ellis, <laughs> which would be, be amazing. With Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is just absolute perfection. He's so, so hot. And this um, built-in Top Gun ad that they were doing. I mean, Jay's presence made it perfectly fine for me. <laughs> yeah so is this a is it a abc the disney movie is that what is that what it is i would assume so i mean anytime they promo these shows i just assume that the studio is the parent company of the net of the network that it's on but i don't know it really made me think about like how many movies are being rebooted and it doesn't feel like top gun needs to be one of them Mm -hmm. what do we think is more cruel having the men beat the shit out of each other or having the men spin in a g-force simulator until they throw up oh the g-force i can't handle even one second of that i would obviously be the person who's like i just can't do it i won't be able to walk for the rest of the day like i'll have a migraine i'll have to go lay down you guys are gonna feel bad for me i would much rather beat the shit out of somebody or even just get punched in the head i would rather get punched (laughs) in the head than go upside down in that thing i do think it i was looking at it going this is not even, I would not have fun watching it happen to someone else. No. Like, it seems just cruel and unusual punishment to me. It seemed very weird. And I did not, I just don't love, and that's not, and it's not the first time we've seen it happen on this show. Peter made them do it too. Yeah, it's for sure. It's so gross. Uh, but the, this, this, um, what's it called? Dog fighting? Oh, I don't know. I think it's called dog fighting that they were, because I remember going, huh? 
um, and just watching something completely different where they're beating the shit out of each other with these like big sticks. It was also just like really brutal. Yeah, it feels very low budget, especially because wasn't there like a guy spinning the G-Force thing? <laughs> there was like a guy <laughs> slightly off camera just spinning it being like, they were reacting like, whoa, I don't think it's supposed to go that fast. And it's like, no, there's clearly a guy who's just spinning it with his hand though. So he's totally- <laughs> just at a carnival. Yeah, exactly. Wait, that's so funny. Uh, well, how did you feel about the jacket incident? I don't know. I thought it was funny that he ended up crying about it. Yeah, really uh, <laughs> surprising response, right? Like that, they showed the whole incident in the previews and I was like, okay, we get it. He throws the jacket in the pool and he says something completely illogical, like thought it needed, thought it needed a bath, like some horrible tagline. But I was shocked at, I think, what is his name? Will? Mm-hmm. I think it was Will. Just wept. And he said, I earned that jacket. It was my jacket. And it seems really early on for people to have that level of like <laughs> Stockholm mentality. Like, like that's like all he had in this world was that Top Gun jacket. Yeah. This is getting to these guys pretty quick, pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, but- absolutely. Um, I thought the, the, the galaxy brain logic of trying to be like, I'm going to bring up a controversy on the show so that you can refute it for the audience who's later going to bring it up. I was like, what is going on? What is this guy talking about? Why did they leave this in? It was such a bizarre moment to me. Yeah. The Jamie thing was very bizarre. It was bad. It was like, I didn't even feel super satisfied once she did kick him out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just had like a weird ending because it didn't feel like that much of a gotcha moment. It didn't feel like he was super caught because he kind of knew it was only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, was that just his plan all along? And so weird that he was like the first one-on-one. Mm-hmm. This is not normally what we don't normally see like a first like sweet one-on-one also be the guy who has this half-baked weird controversy. I don't know. It's strange. And we've front-loaded the season with so much of like guys not being here for the right reasons and guys being fake. Like, do you think there's any more room for it in the rest of the season? Uh, I don't know. That's what I was saying in the beginning is like, it's more satisfying when you later on see that she cares about someone who might just be there to be like the next bachelor to be famous, you know, Mm -hmm. at this point, it's just kind of like, what are we talking about? We're not getting to know anybody. Everyone's just like pointing fingers at each other. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I'm not really rooting for anyone yet. I think Joe seems like sweet, but he's very quiet. And I I don't like that. He ghosted her when she wasn't famous. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not a, I'm not really attached to any relationships yet, but I will say like, I felt that way about Katie's season and that really surprised us at the end of the season. (laughs) So. Oh, we haven't talked about that breakup. Oh boy. Katie and bake. So not, there's much to say, but they broke up. Yeah. I don't know. The Bachelor, they need to zhuzh it somehow. It's very, it's just so predictable and it's like a lot. It's a lot of time to commit. And uh, I don't know. I don't really know what we're, what we're looking for in the series at this point. What do you think? They need to zhuzh it. They need to zhuzh it. Yeah. Cause I mean, the best you can hope for the, the, the best I hope for now is a Tasha Zach 
where it seems like, wow, they really have like this connection that like seemed to organically grow on this weird show. It was even surprising watching it because like often he wasn't the front front runner to me, quote unquote. And then now when they talk about it in interviews, they're just like very much dating. They have no like wedding date on the horizon, but they're still very much together and very much in love and they're dating. Um, which I believe to be true. Like you could, I guess I might sound ignorant if that also seems like it's like a PR thing, but you're hoping that people just like find a really good person to date and then hopefully marry. Um, and I think they could lean into that more kind of like how they do on bachelor in paradise where they used to let you like leave boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, cause now the, the, like, I'm looking for a husband, I'm looking for a wife, I'm looking for a fiance becomes less and less believable. And the more that they're making people get engaged to just break up three months later, then they're losing their own, mm-hmm. you know, so, like let people be boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I just want Michelle to get a cute boyfriend that she likes. I just want like an Ashley eye crying all the time mess who ends up like wearing some guy down and having a happy ending. Like that's my <laughs> favorite version of The Bachelor because it's not like normal life. I don't want to watch like normal healthy people, you know, communicate. I want some fucking batshit situation <laughs> to yeah. end up well and where yeah. it's like satisfying. So those are my <laughs> notes, ABC. Should we that's talk about Beverly it. Hills? Woo-wee, Beverly Hills, baby. What a disaster for Erica Jane, right? I don't know. I'm torn. Like, I kind of... She's torn! I kind of understand. I, I, Okay, she's acting in a way that doesn't make sense, but I feel more like I got inside her head why she's, like, just, like, a wild animal who doesn't know where to place her anger because she can't be mad at Tom because he doesn't fucking know anything you know like he's not if that's true like Mm -hmm. he's not the fact that she said like he doesn't even acknowledge the lawsuits I I can understand how that would be insanely frustrating for her you know what I mean like yeah and then you're just pissed off but you don't really have anyone to be pissed off at but yourself I guess you can't yeah. even be pissed off at the evil guy that did all of this if she didn't know anything. So mm. I kind of understood like why she's acting so erratically. That being said, like she, you would think she would kind of get a handle on it for this last, you know, stretch where it's like, she's saying to Sutton, you know, Sutton heard that one of the partners was told by his wife, like, Hey, something's not right at that firm. You should quit. Um, the law firm and Erica's like why don't you come to me and tell me that and they're all saying because you bite our head off because we're fucking scared of you because you literally leave when we ask you any questions and she's like I get it and the reason why I did that is because I'm furious that no one my friends don't have my back and I didn't do anything wrong and but she's now had like time to watch herself and some space from when the news first broke. So you would think that like in this part of the reunion, she wouldn't do that. But then she still called Sutton a bitchy fucking cunt, <laughs> you know, so it's like she's still acting uh-huh. the same way that she's saying she deserves a pass for. And there's been, again, no growth about any of this. I don't know. How did you feel? I in the moments that I did, because I agree with you that in in a version of reality where Tom is incompetent, he's not even talking to her about these lawsuits. 
he's not providing any answers and she has it and that that would be so frustrating there i keep having this disconnect though between this picture that she's painting now in these reunions and the one at the beginning of the season that she painted before the shit hit the fan with all of their legal issues and all of these crimes and it was just erica leaving tom because he's a bad abusive cheating husband and there was like so much effort put into like painting that portrait and then I feel like she kind of just like ditched that to be like well none of this even matters anymore because now he's in now he's incompetent and when did that start the it just feels like there's so much effort and passion that's put into like whatever her alibi is at that time and I it makes she's just like lost so much credibility for me because of that the lack of consistency in it and and I don't, I'm, she, her life right now does, it seems like a, when she's like, it sucks, imagine being me. It's like, sure, I wouldn't want to trade positions with you, but you have managed to do this entire reunion without saying anything that implies that you're really sympathetic or empathetic to the actual victims of these crimes. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, how did you do that? That's crazy. She didn't even say something quickly and then be like, but... And then like, correct, like she just like really never did. And that's wild. And you, and I feel like you could have done that in a way that still protected you, but still did probably indict Tom in some way. And she wasn't willing to do that. And that makes me feel like she's guilty. She also seems to be weirdly qualifying all this shit. Like the LA times is wrong. 20 million didn't go into EJ global. And, you know, if, yeah, if there are these claims, then we should figure it out, like the legitimate ones. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you think people are faking this to like get money out of you? I, you yeah. Know, the, the only thing I could understand about what she was saying was, okay, so let's say that Tom did steal all this money. Who, who benefited from the money? It wasn't only me. And do we also go after them? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, if he has mistresses who he was like spending, you know, lavishing with expensive gifts, I see what why she would also be like, it's not just me. Like, I'm not the bad guy here. You know, like there's multiple people who could have benefited from this. Let's really get to the bottom of where all the money went. That's the only thing I was like, all right, I hear how that could be a possibility. Everything sure. else I was just like, I don't know, man. It just really seems like she's delusional about like how much her life costs compared to normal people's lives and she really doesn't think that she could have benefited from any stolen money and she thinks that people are just jumping on the bandwagon like I just can't imagine that being your stance even if that was privately true I wouldn't make that I wouldn't hint at that publicly until it was like proven (laughs) you know it's like a bad look I also didn't like a big on that note a big red flag for me is when Andy said well why are you being charged or why are you being sued not charged sued like why why is your name being Mm -hmm. roped into this and she's like I don't know I was like you don't know what do you what do you mean what did your lawyer say you know yeah what did your lawyer say (laughs) like you don't know you don't know like you do know why like that's the first thing you would ask like if somebody knocked on my door with a fucking subpoena or whatever I would be like how did this happen how can this happen what did I do to qualify as somebody that has now had my name involved like it's so and someone on the couch I forget who it was maybe it was Dorit was like 
well, it's because she's his wife. I'm just like, it's not that simple. Like, it's not, that's not always the case. Um, and there's got to be something. And for you to say, I don't know, I didn't buy it. I did not buy it. You do know why. And some some of those little catches of her saying, like, there was not 20 million put into EJ Entertainment. It sounded to me like it was as if there was, like, actually 19.3 million that was put into Erica Jane LLC like it felt like a little like little baby asterisk where she was like actually that's not exactly what happened yeah what did she say I wrote down that she said like four she she was like oh 14 million over 12 years which is not that much money that's about the lifestyle that everyone here is living which I understand it's like about a million a year maybe a little more and that's totally on par with like what she's made. She probably makes like what $600,000 a season or, or about that. And that, so it's not that much more money than that, but it's also just like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I just, I agree with you. I just don't think she has a straight story. It seems like she's waffling between like wanting to cooperate with Tom's side of things, being surprised that they're turning against her and using her as a scapegoat, wanting to listen to her own lawyers, but also wanting to like tell her side of the story and like, you know, push back on her friends who are judging her. It's so crazy. Also, the fact that she said Tom was at the bottom of a ravine. (laughs) Part of me also just thinks that she is like a pathological liar. Like she has a problem where she cannot tell the truth because that is so insane. And if you don't talk about the snow where your son was driving, then you shouldn't like expand on Tom being at the bottom of a ravine. Like just leave it, leave it alone then, you know? You could tell, too, that she's a liar by how defensive she gets about being called a liar. And when all of these stories come up, she just, like, can't, she couldn't keep it straight. And then when they were like, well, you did not tell the full version of this story. Like, now if you're saying that you're telling the truth, great. Um, But we, we heard a version of this story before, and not all of the information was there which you could say is at least being deceptive. It's at least like manipulating the information. It's being just, it's being dishonest. It's not being entirely honest. And she's like, that's as long as you're protecting your family, it's not lying. It's like, it is still lying. It's still lying in the name of a good thing, supposedly. But like this, the fact that you can justify these other lies and call them something other than lies, again, you lose so much credibility to me. Just be yeah. like, I was not honest. I couldn't be honest about that at that time. But now I'm telling you the truth. Like, that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. Yeah. It's weird. I did enjoy Kathy just like taking her lipstick out in the middle of the reunion. Oh my God. <laughs> Bananas to just like fully reapply her lipstick. Like she couldn't give a flying fuck what's happening to Erica. And it's so funny energetically to be the opposite of Kyle, who was like, such an active listener mm-hmm. and was like on the edge of her seat and like furrowed brow and like sweating the whole time Erica's being grilled. And Kathy was like, da, 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 da. <laughs> like could not care less. was so funny. She probably just thinks like the camera's not on me. It's on Erica, but it's like, there's a wide shot on everyone at all times. I'm sure. So they're like, what the fuck is Kathy doing? Yeah. You what know? is Kathy? Kathy's like not even listening. <laughs> I also loved at the very end of the reunion, she did a real bottoms up with the martinis and Sutton Mm -hmm. actually did the full bottoms up. And I have to tell you, I really think I could do a bottoms up. I really think I I could do the whole martini one drink. 
I think you could do it too. I think you could. I think on a good day, I probably could, but I would not look as good as you doing it. I bet oh, you could do it you. swiftly and beautifully. I love a dirty martini and I always have to, sl- I have to like match my drinking speed to other people's drinking speeds. You know, like I check how much of their drink Oh, do you go they- too fast? Yeah, I go too fast. So that's why I think I could easily just down one dirty martini. Nice. Yeah, you could do it. Definitely a Disney dirty martini. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, let's talk about, can we talk about Salt Lake City? Yes. I am, I love, I love this show so much. It brings me so much joy. It's also, though, one of the more confusing housewives for me, because it's really hard for me to keep track. And the main reason that's the case is because Mary is the most confusing person on the face of this planet. And I, like, never fully understand Mary's stories. And Mary's, like, allegiances to people are very confusing. (laughs) Like, one episode, she'll be, like, screaming at Lisa. And then the next episode, she'll be, like, Lisa's my friend. I do not think Lisa and I are not friends. And you're, like, what are you you talking about? (laughs) And I, I wonder if her arms hurt from this reach of a story from saying, Lisa going, we should Google this weird medical fact that you said, like, we should just give it a Google, triggered her to her mother (laughs) questioning whether or not she deserves her grandmother's inheritance. Like that, I'm pretty sure I just did a pretty good job explaining it. And could that be more confusing? So I think what's so, first of all, yeah, it is extremely confusing. It's also just like Mary, the fact that she can work herself up to tears to be like, my mom questioned me about the sneaky shit I did to take away what seems like <laughs> rightfully her own mother's like inheritance. Yeah. I'm, if I'm being honest, I, I'm kind of on her mom's side, never read her mom, don't know anything about her, but it, what, it seems like what happened was the mom was like, all right, cool. My mom is passing away. I'm going to, you know, be the head of this church that I've probably like, you know, dedicated my life to that. Mm -hmm. My grandmother ran and my sneaky fucking weirdo daughter (laughs) is going to fuck my stepdad Stepdad. to circumvent my like actual livelihood and inheritance that I rightfully deserve from my own mother. That's what seems like what happened to me. And then when Mary was like, it's God's will, she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't mm-hmm. just say it's God's will. Like, that's just, that's not how God works. I think some people can, though. Okay. That's what I'm learning, Alyssa. <laughs> some people can. I think some people can say it's not God's will. That's what Mary seemed to, Mary was like, and when we decided it was not God's will, I'm like, well, that language alone is problematic. You're just saying you decided. There's got to be, so much more going on and it is so fishy that that can all happen and Mary is still like crying about not talking to her mom and not seeing her mom and you're like that's just kind of a wild story where it doesn't feel like you're the victim at all no it feels like you are not speaking to your mom and you stole things from your mom but she's still like crying and wiping her tears away it's like it's just so sad I don't talk to her anymore I'm like well yeah but I mean, you made your bed with your grandpa. It's such a savage move too, because like originally when this came up, I remember thinking like, oh, the grandmother didn't want her husband to just take the church and run with it and not include her family. So she like cemented the relationship by sort of passing on 
you know, her marriage to her granddaughter, which is weird, Mm -hmm. but I kind of understood the thought process. But now hearing this mom story, I'm like, oh, Mary was like playing chess with her own mom and was Mm -hmm. like, grandma liked me better than you. And is like, guess what? Like, I fucked your stepdad. <laughs> so instead, actually, I'm getting the church. Like, that is the ultimate, you know, checkmate. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't it, know how a mom is supposed to react to that. Yeah, what are you supposed to do at that point? Um, and it's it's curious. Have you watched, um, it's called, I think on HBO Max, The Way Down, the documentary series about yeah. the, okay, so. Oh, wait, no, watch- a documentary series. There's another one called something similar. So, no, I have not. What's that about? It is, it's a uh, doc series that follows this uh, Southern church. A church is the wrong word. It is more mm. of a cult that is um, a weight loss program through Jesus. And it has this head woman that started it. And, and she talks about just like praying your weight away. And it basically, she just like forces a bunch of people to have eating disorders in the name of God. But what is fascinating about it in a morbid way, and that reminds me of this situation is it's funny to me that in these cult like situations, and in something like a church where there's supposed to be a community that is, if, as long as they're following a family, it's shocking to me how far people will just let the family do whatever the fuck and still like follow them, that there's no checks and balances system. So like the fact that while this was all going down and the head of the church, this matriarchy was dying there, they just like made an announcement that this is what's going to happen, that, that the mother, Mary's mother couldn't go to the church and be like, but come on, you guys, you are on my side let it be my church, like, leave it to me. Don't we all agree? And the the fact that there's like so many people involved and yet so few people making decisions is what is really wild to me, right? Like there's churchgoers who are just like, all right, who are we following? Is it Mary's mom or is it Mary? Who's fucking the grandpa? Mary's the, do- the granddaughter? Great, here we are. Like, like Mary's mom couldn't build a team of people to like be on her side. Yeah, maybe maybe she didn't deserve the church if she couldn't do that. Like it you have God's to convince way. people that you're worth following and that you have the word of God. So I don't know. Maybe Mary did deserve. Maybe that was the right move. Well, and on that note, how creepy was this conversation with this former churchgoer? Okay, with super super sad, weird thing to say, but I think that guy has since died. No. Yeah. Really? Did yeah, you see that online? That spooky. Yeah. Oh my God. Upsetting. Really That's upsetting. Really sad. He was it's also, young. Yeah. It's also so funny that Lisa Barlow is like, yeah, I'm his really good friend, but I'm also good friends with Mary and I just keep them separate, but real trauma there. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good impression. Real trauma there. It's like, if somebody was accusing someone else of like, traumatically tormenting your life and you might have thrown around the word cult leader I don't know that I would like continue inviting them to my tequila events I would be like I'm good I'm just gonna take a step away from this relationship I do want to know so much more about how he got on camera like is it was it Lisa being like he I know just from real life of his trauma and exit from the church. And I'm going to introduce him to Meredith on camera where producers like 
we need to know more about this church. Does anybody have anybody we can throw on? Get like, I just want to know a little bit more about that producing. It feels like the second one. I don't buy that Lisa is actually just naturally friends with this guy. Obviously that whole conversation was like very set up. Mm -hmm. It it just seems like after we saw the first season and there were all these rumors about Mary's church, like they have to, I'm sure they were trying to like plant the seeds of like, how far can we get into this? And then Jen Shaw got arrested, which by the way, I'm like kind of disappointed that this has not been more of the season at this point. Don't you think? The Jen Shaw thing? Yeah. Um, Well, it seems like she's getting arrested next week. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when we're really going to launch. Because up until then, up until that, she w- I, how are they going to, what would we have seen up until this point? I don't know. We did see them they're doing showing... some crimes at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that they was are, fun. <laughs> we did see them doing some crimes. I, I, yeah, I remember they're eating bananas, right? And she's like, you just, and he said something like, we signed more accounts or more people or mm-hmm. we got more signups, which basically means, we are stealing from more grandmas and grandpas, Mary. And she goes, oh, Mary, uh, Jen. And Jen's like, let me get you a banana, Stuart. And that's, it's just them sitting at a laptop committing their crimes. Yeah. They've showed a lot of him. I think that they're just rolling as much footage of, of him as they have. Um, but yeah, I'm very stoked for her to get arrested. I would like people to fight about that. Um, <laughs> but I also hope that that doesn't uh, take away from the, the cult churchiness of it all because mm-hmm. I do want I do want that to I want that to implode thank you very much that feels like mm-hmm. a season three focus like we'll definitely they that's definitely coming eventually they just have to like plant the right people who are willing to go after Mary right because she's also like gone on watch what happens live and stuff so she can't have been too crucified but right <laughs> um heather shared this really wonderful story about how she was like an uh i don't even know what the right terminology is she assisted oh yes that's right uh she was a travel companion for a little person and she won a contest on a singing contest on a booze cruise and they gave her a fifth of vodka Doesn't that stories like that make you go, wow, I need to like talk to my mom more <laughs> like um, yeah. random ass stories like that. She's just like, I was not a good time girl, but one time I did do this. And it's just like such a crazy story that would not kind of come up unless you would ask. I don't know. It just seems like the, our parents have probably done weird, randomly fun and cool, surprising things that we just like don't know about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have, I feel like I have talked to my mom about quite a bit of that stuff and it's like coming to mind right now. And I was going to share some of it, but then I was like, you know, maybe she doesn't want that on a podcast. Oh, so sure. I'll yeah. For I'll, another day. Yeah. All I'll say is my mom was a good time girl. And yeah. So was mine. <laughs> yeah. We come from good time girls for sure. But yeah, Heather is just chock full of these really spectacular stories and the the, they're just like trying to send her daughters off to school it's just like never endingly funny to me like she's just you know she's sending them off with so many condoms yeah absolutely and they're like mom people don't use them now and she's like they don't (laughs) (laughs) what uh shall we talk about uh winter house yes let's 
chat about winter house. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and tell me how you feel about Lindsay and Austin? And then I'll tell you how I feel. Cause I think we feel the opposite. I have sympathy for Lindsay. I am proud and happy that she said, you said this to me. You said you wanted to date me in 2021. So you could see how that was in my head upon seeing you at this trip in 2021. Um, This is something that we talked about on one of our 15 calls over New Year's. And I am, I'm at least, I'm happy that she did say like, you said this, that's what's in my head. And that's what I'm working with. Like to say it so explicitly, I think is helpful because sometimes in these conversations, it's like, well, you, you made me feel this or you made me or this. And I feel like she made it so explicit. And then of course he says that he was at a three day fish concert, implying that he was on drugs and that he like, didn't know what he was saying. And while that contextualizes it a little bit, I don't think he has a hall pass to say, to say things like I'm going to date you in 2021 while he's on X, Y, and Z amount of drugs. And then it just made me feel like bad for her for the rest of the trip because he's so PDA ish and so flamboyantly uh, like all over Sierra at any given moment. So I just like felt bad for Lindsay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say, I'll preface this by saying watching Lindsay makes me feel embarrassed of how I acted in the exact same situations in my early twenties, but at least I'm not a 35 year old woman still continuing to act like that. But to me, it's like, look, maybe she didn't know he was at a fish concert. If you're that close of friends with him. And if he does really go every year, then, you know, I would assume you guys chatted about what your new year's Eve plans were. The only people who go see fish are people who are out of their mind on drugs. Honestly, I have yeah. a theory that like only trust fund kids who can buy the highest quality drugs that will sustain you for multiple days without ODing are the mm-hmm. ones who like religiously go see fish. I mean, that's the only people I've ever met who are like so into fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of convenient that like she left that out of the situation. Like I didn't know it was on New Year's Eve when anyone is probably reasonably fucked up, even if he was just wasted. It's like that you have to couch that. And like, I don't know if he meant it, you know, it's not like you guys are having a sober conversation face to face on sure. a, in broad daylight. Here's what I'll say. If you are dating Austin at that time and you find out that Austin at his fish concert had a drunk high phone call with Lindsay and said those things to her, would you as the girlfriend take them seriously? Yeah, well, I'd be pissed off for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's still like legitimate enough to be like, you can't say that to other girls while you're fucked up. Yeah, you know. And so, but as a smart woman who's been through this, you have to be like, I can't put too much stock in this statement unless he backs it up with action. I mean, I think that's really how you get out of these like cycles. You have to go, okay, if he wants to be with me, then he'll like take steps to be with me. I can't keep yeah. like trying to scream clap my feelings at people <laughs> in order yeah. to make a relationship happen. Another interesting thing that I saw on Instagram is that there was no fish concert in 2020. It was a virtual show because of the pandemic. Oh, 
my so, god i don't know what to make of that i guess he could have been like rolling in his apartment under quarantine or something but uh it's an interesting it's an interesting little piece of information that maybe like helped austin get out of a lie i don't know well and did you know did you see when sierra and Paige were on the most recent watch what happens live and austin was on it i guess last week mm-hmm, yeah and Lindsay said that the things Austin was saying about her on the show like really hurt her feelings and she was gonna like take space from him and when that was brought up to Sierra Sierra was like I don't think that Austin said anything bad blah, blah, blah. and I'm like that feels like an opportunity to be like yeah I think that this these two people this couple if you will do need space from each other clearly like clearly there's a uh, weird codependency and a lot of miscommunication and a lot of hurt feelings and so I like didn't love that look for Sierra it felt a little mean girly to me to be like well it's all it's all her fault and I'm like hearing that Lindsay wants to take a step back from her relationship with Austin I think is great you should have done that months ago yeah I will also say I didn't realize Sierra was only 25 um which like colors a lot of her yeah a lot of this perspective is like what I what I was saying like I probably would have had the same perspective I think like also a huge red flag red flag for me when I'm like why is Sierra acting like this being 25 kind of explains this when a guy comes in to a bedroom or whatever and tells you like oh my god that girl's fucking crazy that means he's secretly fucking them and they are reacting appropriately and then he's lying about it you know what I mean (laughs) like that's the only time I've ever heard girls actually being crazy because it's like yeah you're making them crazy by acting like you want to be with them especially you know my instinct is whenever people actually I think I've scared all men into not saying women are crazy around me (laughs) I have to give them like special permission like given the circumstances but um (laughs) My first question is like, well, why is she crazy? Did you make her think you wanted to be, she, you know, you guys were going to be together. Cause that doesn't make her crazy. That actually makes you kind of a shitty guy. Yeah. Um, and so when he said like, oh, we hooked up and now she's saying she's in love with me. That should have been like, all right. I, that's like not great of you to be doing. It's also a red flag when you're sitting in your room and he like comes in it felt like he rushed in to just get ahead of the story mm-hmm. before everybody was even like out in the living room or everybody like he just came in and was like oh oh my god do you want to hear about what Lindsay said it was crazy like you were just trying to get in first and no good wow her being 25 makes so much more sense now because watching it I'm like she doesn't really give a fuck um and I feel like yeah that's something I would do if I was like much younger and didn't understand the full picture and on the same watch what happens live she said that she was learning a lot about the situation while watching the show but that also means she wasn't watching the right asking the right questions yeah I just don't think she was assuming the right things also like if a guy comes in and is like oh I'm still like not over my ex and I'm not ready to move on I don't know maybe she just wants something fun like since she's 25 maybe she doesn't care maybe she's like I just like hooking up with you if you're not with anybody then it's like not my problem that makes a lot more sense to me about this whole situation. It also did seem like they were still together when she was on Watch What Happens Live, right? It kind of did, yeah. So weird. Very bizarre. She um, also seemed like she was kind of drunk. <laughs> yeah, also true. What do we think about this, Gabby, and remind me, the blonde... Julia. Julia. 
what's what's mm. your take on this I know you've got an opinion I don't I don't well, know I I don't 100% trust Gabby um but I don't disagree with her and I mm-hmm. you know if I was on a group trip with you and mm-hmm. There was a guy that was hot and I was like grinding on him and I had, and Mike was at home. I think you would think that was a little bit weird. Don't you think so? Yes. Yes. I think there's, yeah, I think two of two things. Listen, the grind, having your own issue with like her having a boyfriend and being what seems like overly flirtatious. I think that makes sense. I would, as her partner, not be super stoked to see like a lot of that footage um it stinks because there's I don't I don't think she has to like behave you know she doesn't have to be a nun because she has a boyfriend right but there was it, it was super sexual what's happened a lot of touching um also which the is panties. Where, she like, put the panties in his like yeah pants. like yeah. I would if someone was putting panties down Tony's pants I would rip their heads off yeah um, <laughs> but the I the discussion about like attention I think Gabby has a lot less of my uh empathy because she's like well she's taking all of Luke's attention and Gabby was out there for like oh so many minutes and Luke is like dancing and partying with everybody and is like occasionally dancing with and speaking to Julia and Gabby was like I can't believe she's taking all of his attention like the fact that you couldn't stomach him paying attention to somebody else for more than five minutes makes you feel like the attention whore to me, not Julia. Yeah. I also think that, you know, Luke, if he was into Gabby would go spend time with Gabby. He's not just going to be like bogarted by somebody else, but because my feelings about, you know, if you have a boyfriend and you're doing something that to me feels a little unsavory, that translate to translates to if your single friend is upset that you seem to be doing something that is messing with her chances with this guy. Like those two things are equal to me. You know, mm, like if I feel yeah. uncomfortable by it as someone in a relationship, I understand why she feels uncomfortable if she's pursuing that other guy. Yeah. And then he did later ask like, what's Julia's deal with her boyfriend or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I did think that she- Gabby seemed to really be throwing daggers in her talking head when she was like, Julia's ruined my relationships before. Um, and I don't want to like, clearly it's been a fact. I just like want to know more about that history. I want to know more about what went down because it mm-hmm. just felt like something that she might've been saying because she was hurt and she wanted to hurt Julia back. But like, talk to me about that. How did she ruin your relationship? previously yeah and I also thought you know obviously Julia could have just been when they talked she could have just been like oh I'm really sorry I didn't know you felt that way I'll like back off you know yeah like I don't love that I like I'm I like my boyfriend I want to be in a relationship with my boyfriend so I don't love that I'm being accused of like sort of being unfaithful but I my bad not a problem because it's like if you don't care then like why is that such a big deal to say yeah yeah it was peculiar to me that those two are even friends yeah. I was like, oh, these these guys came together. That's crazy. That's nuts. Mm. Um, what a genius, genius show. Like the throwing everybody together is uh, the drama is really legit. It's really real. I enjoy um, it. Can we quickly touch on Vanderpump? Yeah. Um, okay. I realized that I have been to the restaurant that will become Schwartz and Sandy's. It is literally 
right next to UCB Franklin Village. It is connect, you know, where there's like, okay, so if you're at UCB in mm-hmm. LA, Birds is on the right. And then mm-hmm. if you go to the left, there's like a sandwich shop right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in that same little parking lot, there's a Mexican restaurant that I, that's it was, where it is. Yeah. That was like one of the last, actually the day that you and I went to go see two of our friends perform at a UCB show, which was very close to the pandemic. I got a drink there beforehand with one of my friends. We got margaritas. And so it's like one of my last like pre-pandemic memories <laughs> is what wow. will become Schwartz and Sandy's. First of all, it is not like the location is not the vibe that that uh, Tom is describing. <laughs> like I would not go there if there was like a starry sky, basically like a club, like a psychedelic club. I don't know who that's going to be for right there. And then the other question that I had is like, why are all the margarita glasses and like the very nice tequila still staged behind them? Like it feels, it feels like this isn't a real storyline to me. No, interesting. I was like, what, where are we? (laughs) I was like, what is going on? Um, But do we know, do we have any insight on if they've made any progress on that building or do you think, or, or if it is perhaps staged? I have no idea because it seems like we would have heard, you know, usually you would plan the marketing to come out around the time the season came out and Vanderpump Rules had such a long break in between seasons. It seems like they would have been able to get it together enough for us to see like an Instagram post or something, but I've not seen anything. It just, it seemed very weird to me as if like the waiters just left from the previous restaurant, like that there would still be very nice bottles of tequila I don't think they brought those in because it still looks like there were margarita glasses there. I know it was a Mexican restaurant. And they were talking about like remodeling and stuff. So that place Mm -hmm. should be fucking empty. Yeah. It's not like they're slowly packing it up. But yeah, very weird. I I don't know. The the way that they talk about building, making this restaurant, it's like they're building an entire country. The (laughs) the the thought process and the money. And then to not have direct answers. And Lisa was like, how long is the lease? And Tom was like, um, about, you know, like a cu- maybe a couple more years. Like, what do you, how long is the lease? <laughs> this is your business. You don't have like an answer. It's really bizarre. Um, and every time they've talked about what the concept is, it makes no sense. They're finding so many nondescript descriptive words. There's like, Think about it's your imagination's wildest fun ride. And you're like, oh, but what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, what colors does that mean? What is the vibe? What is the deck? I just don't, they stress me out. Um, but not as much as James talking to Raquel about her goddamn nose stresses me out. Oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, so sad. Getting a botched nose job is like maybe my worst fear. I feel so upset for her. I don't know that you want to do the exercises that the doctor who fucked up your nose in the first place like tells you to do. do. Do you think that helps? I don't know. I have to ask. I feel like everyone's getting nose jobs now. I know several people who are getting nose jobs. And I just want to ask ask them if you can like push it back into place. I don't think you can. Can you? Yeah, that feels, and and this is a dumb question. Those exercises are only applicable post-surgery, right? Because then it's implying that your nose could be changed per, just by exercises. Yeah, I have, 
I have no idea. And then James just being like, listen, if you fuck up your face, I will not love you anymore. Can you imagine <laughs> talking to somebody like that? It's crazy. Like I could see talking to your partner. If you want to tell them, if you don't want your partner to get plastic surgery, which I now feel like we've talked about on the pod before, but like saying, I love you. I love the way you look. I don't want you to go into surgery. And I want you to know I'm, I'm really attracted to you the way you are. Like, I don't want you to do this. If you're doing it for me, like don't that fine. Have that conversation saying like, while she's already had a botched nose job, if you fuck this up again, you're going to fuck up our relationship is so cruel. I really, it like made my stomach hurt watching it and, and to be saying it to someone who is objectively one of the most beautiful people in the world. is also so great. And he's, I know he was hot at the puppy picnic we went to, but like (laughs) he should be counting his lucky stars. He's not that hot. He's not hot enough to be yelling at her and saying, be careful because I'll dump you. Like, that's what he's saying. It seems like in the confessional, though, it does seem like she got it fixed again, doesn't it? It looks a little smaller and a little straighter. Yeah, it seems like she figured it out. There's such small differences, though, that I'm really, like, blown away. I know. But but I don't know. I wanted to get rid of the little gullet under my chin for my whole life, and I've been told that exercises would fix it, and guess who's never done the exercises? (laughs) (laughs) So I would not be good at doing the exercises. Can you really do exercises for that? I wonder if that's true Yeah, you're supposed to, like, stretch out your, like, push out your face and go up and then down. Like, there's stuff you could do with your jaw, and if you do it, like, so many times a day. Excuse me. I just, literally just doing it made me yawn. That <laughs> um, it's supposed to like tighten that skin, but I don't know how much of that is just bullshit. Yeah, but I probably have no a idea. decent amount. James is still rock hard for Raquel, though, so that's yeah. happy for them. <laughs> happy Ew. for them. Um, Gross. Sandoval and Ariana said that they lied for Lala when she first started her relationship with Randall, which I thought was so interesting. Yeah, I was like, it, that was something I go, am I supposed, did I know that? Or did I not know that? So I didn't know that, right? This is new information. Yeah, so I mean, obviously we know, now we know who her man is. Now, and we know that, you know, there's rumors that she came into the relationship when he was married. Um mm-hmm. And so at the time she was denying it. And I guess like Ariana and Sandoval agreed to like cover her tracks to get the rest of the group off her back, which makes sense. I don't know. I just seen that version of Lala. I was like, I missed that version of Lala. I miss like totally naked, scrappy, ready to fight everyone. No baby mm-hmm. Lala. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ba- the baby brings down, brings down the baddie vibe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's also Pussy so... Poppin' and Lisa's pool, Lala. <laughs> That's what I miss. It's so um, sad and weirdly seren- like sadly serendipitous that the, the Randall-Lala breakup is happening now mm-hmm. um, while these very like pro-Randall-Lala scenes are happening on Vanderpump. Um, really, uh, I'm really scared for her because he has a lot of debt. It seems like people are suing him left and right. And I hope she just yeah. has a prenup or something. I don't know, man. And the latest that Andy brought up to Sheena on Watch What Happens Live was that he had asked for a deduction in his child support in order to avoid filing bankruptcy. 
Right, right, right. Which is, mm-hmm. yikes, which isn't that good. Um, and Sheena was very PC and said, that does not make me happy. That makes me very sad for her. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster this yes. show has become. Really. <laughs> oh, what a hot mess. Oh, um, do you have anything from Potomac or what did you think? Oh, well, a Potomac, I'm just really looking forward to the reunion. Um, oh, I, yeah. Nikki. I'm looking forward to Nikki. I'm looking forward to the reunion. Um, I thought, I mean, gosh, the stares at Karen's um, <laughs> Val reunion. It's so funny. It's just like, do that all the time. That's always what I want in a Housewives episode. I want like a long, long set of stairs that people can't climb. I think it's hilarious. Um, and I will also say, We've talked a lot about how easy it is to imagine getting in an argument with Candace. My like, my sweet spot of like what's always a tearjerker for me is when people talk about their dreams coming true and being mm-hmm. like, I was a kid and I dreamt of doing this and now here I am doing it. Like that makes me well up. I love it so much. And Candace talking about her dreams coming true while she signed her record label deal in this episode made me want to punch her in the face. It made me want to punch her in the face. She was so annoying. She's really reinvented annoying for me in a really unique way. Um, but she's still great TV. And she's, God, did she look beautiful. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's great TV. She is a great housewife. She's so, I can't fucking stand her. I'm never on her mm-hmm. side. Like, also, I watched her music video. It is so low budget. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, I gotta watch. It's like, you know, when you make your friend, like when you're like, oh, we're all doing web series and music videos and short films and like whatever the fuck. And you like make your first few music videos and there's just like not enough footage. And so the editing is bad because you like don't have enough things to cut to. And like each take is too long and like not interesting. You're like seeing a little too much of like how it was put together. Like that's what it is. And then I saw on Instagram that she announced that she was like going for Grammy consideration. And in my brain, I was like, she's going to find some weird loophole where she like will win like best audio mixing or something and then be like I want a Grammy I'm be like I'm a Grammy winner <laughs> wow yeah that would be her that would yeah. a thousand percent be her yeah that and again all of that makes her a great housewife for those reasons yeah absolutely but, I'm excited to see Nikki it's a little like upsetting that they asked her to be on like before she fully came out as like an anti-vaxxer but yep you know well, it makes me wonder how she then even got on that stage <laughs> yeah I guess so like, come on, Bravo. You're not like, I mean, when would, the, yeah, this, this got shot too recently. I, I think it was before be. she made the comments about her cousin's balls. They must yeah. have felt, it might've, must've already been in the can, but I don't know. Anti-vaxxers are still, it's, it's not like she had an ongoing role, you know, so she could have tested for one day and then got on set and then it, they'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, no problem. It's worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem becomes like if we have to pause production for two weeks at a time and you continue to like expose yourself, then it just becomes financially irresponsible for people who are not vaccinated to be cast on shows is my understanding of it. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. One day with Nicki Minaj is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> Well, that's it. That's all I have for this week. That's all, folks. That's we did it. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that reunion. I think it's gonna be funny. 
Um, and wow, now I'm so jazzed about this insider information. I'm going to go do a deep dive of research on this uh, stand of all sorts situation. I don't know. It's just my gut feeling. We should Google it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should, we should do some research. Okay. Okay. Be good on your booty, Alyssa and everybody. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.